Welcome to another episode of the Woods Water Mizzou podcast. I'm on your regular co skier, along with me tonight, as usual, are Case and Cole. How y'all doing? Good. How do y'all? Fellas, coming from the Homefield Studios, entering code Variety Sports for 15% off your first purchase. I think they're also running a Black Friday deal. I saw something earlier on Twitter just scrolling. I didn't actually write it down, so my apologies. But I think there's some deal for 20% off right now off all purchases. So, uh, Go check them out and get yourself or some loved ones, some great Mizzou gear. All right. Let's go and get right to it. Our Tigers. Man, we flirted with danger uh, Saturday night. We, we've been asking for – that was really loud in the mic there, guys. We all just, <laughs> we all just took a drink with you. There you go, guys. But, but uh, we get up to number nine in the playoff rankings, and we – We've been clamoring all year for a night uh, conference home game. We get it, and it came down to the wire. Uh, our Tigers end up getting the win. Initial thoughts, Cole, you were there, so we'll let you lead off uh, with maybe game day. It was loud. It came across loud. Loud, very loud, uh, given the fact that – you know, the students had already been cut loose or whatever for Thanksgiving break. I didn't realize that because obviously I'm not a student. Um, but the that was full. Hill was full. Blackout. I mean, everything you can want. Perfect football weather. It's like mid mid to high 40s at kickoff. Just absolutely gorgeous. No flyover, which I was, I'm not going to lie. In my line of work, I was a little sad about that. But, uh, you know, no big deal. Very loud. Um it was just such a good atmosphere, like for the game to start in the dark and, the, you know, the whole thing be in the dark. I know it's little things like that, but just I, I've been thinking about it all day. It was just so much fun. I'm going to miss it, man. I can't believe it's it's done just like that. Or, yeah. Just but like the, that. At home in row. Right. Over, yeah. Uh, yes. Fifth fifth straight sellout to finish the year off strong uh you know eight was great nine is fine as far as wins go uh i haven't looked and seen what rhymes with 10 but dang sure want to find it for next week we'll find that before the uh preview episode but uh man it was it was a battle uh you know florida they came in with their backs against the wall they got it. They had to win one of these last two, and they only had the number nine team in the country and number four team in the country for their last two games if they wanted to get bowl eligible. And give all the credit in the world to Billy Napier and his staff because I was kind of caught off guard by their energy. Usually, uh, this late in the season, with all the rumors of Napier being fired and let go, and who's going to be the next Florida coach and all that going around. You see a lot of them players already looking into the transfer portal and everything else. Their Christmas plans, like 
they've, you know, set sail and all the injuries they had, them guys came out and gave us everything we wanted. Well, it's like I told you in the pre-show. They, you know, they kind of played the role of homewrecker. Like they had, you know, nothing to lose. They were coming in. Like you said, they had number nine and number four uh, to, to beat to get bowl eligible. I mean, they're throwing the kitchen sink at us. And it just about came up and bit us, man. Those explosive plays, that's that's one thing that we've kind of talked about all year that the defense would need to uh, to kind of limit is those explosive plays. But, you know, they kind of counteracted it with creating a couple turnovers. So, but I'm not going to lie, I was starting to get a little nervous that, you know, it seems like every time ETN touched the ball or um, their names are slipping right now, their main wide receiver, slot wide receiver. Persol. Persol, thank you. Hey, it seemed like every time those guys touched the ball, they were, you know, covered in oil and faster than anybody else on the field. And you just, nobody could tackle them. So the fact that they still found a way to win, in my opinion, that's what, that's what good teams do, man. They find a way to win. They find a way to, you know, create stops when they're needed. It's, it's something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. And the fact that we've, seen it come together in multiple games now is just very, very reassuring under the staff to me. Case, we were uh, doing a group text of three of us there last night, and you weren't nervous at all, were you? I mean, you you were uh, – we got this. It's going to happen. Don't worry. Yeah. <clears throat> you know me, constant uh, optimist the whole time. Uh, no, I was very upset. Uh, every time they one of those drives, they get on the field like that. It just – the game, what frustrated me so much, and I feel, uh, I feel, um, I don't know, vindicated, that's not the word, in this because Drinkwitz mentioned it in the postgame presser last night. He even said this game should not have been this close. If we'd finished off mm-hmm. these drives, we blow them out. And you think, you're like, okay, but you think about that. We made every mistake in the book last night from bad snaps to. Well, bad snap, and then Bray puts a knee down when it should have been a first down in the red zone to covering up Norfleet and what should have been a touchdown to uh, Luther touchdown. Well, that that play would have been insane no matter what. Oh, my god, Luther was, was just – lose my mind. I mean, it sucks because Luther made so many great things happen and just could not keep it contained all the way down on the ground. I get it. That one is a little more freaks. So I really should use that as an example. But just stalling drives out, dumb things stalling drives out, dumb penalties. It just it just seemed like every time we just, you know, getting ready to put it in high gear and get this game. Even how about this? That amazing Williams play gets the fumble. You know, they met they botched a snap. He is, you know, giant on the spot. Boom. He gets that fumble. Next play, my guy, my favorite player on the team right now, Theo Weiss to the house, house call. And I'm like, nine point dagger, right? And actually, Dresser drinks words well. Drink was like, "All right, we just killed him, dagger." No, we we let him run back on us. We had some bad pill. I think I could be wrong. I want to say the not targeting late hit was on that drive, which extended that one for them. Yeah, it just so, yeah. it just seemed like at every corner when you're like, "All right, here we are. We're putting our boot on the throat." We're like, "Nope, flag or nope penalty or well, nope yeah. play." And now that you're mentioning the the flags and the penalties, well, I mean, I'll go ahead and bring it up. And Coach Drinkwitz even talked about it in the post-game press conference how that was the most reviewed game that they'd had all Dude. year long. I mean, it was that game didn't get a, that was a four-hour game. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely fireworks. ridiculous. Fireworks were done shooting, 
and then all of a sudden the refs come out. Hey, <laughs> yeah. there's one second. Everybody get back. Yeah, one like, second. This is the Mizzou way. If we're going to lose a game, right. this one is second. the Mizzou Here's way. Here's the Kentucky untimed down kind of deal. It's exactly what it felt like. But so, it just, I mean, it was insane, man. The fact that, and I I think I even told you guys in our group text and, and tweeted it out a couple times. It seemed like every time that there was a penalty that maybe we feel like that wasn't deserved on our end or maybe was a little overlooked on their end. I mean, the ball doesn't lie, right? Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. The ball, ball don't lie. lie. And we are in that. I mean, dude, y'all, and the, I'm sure all of our listeners have seen that picture already. And I saw it happen live and I freaked out. What about Luther getting PI'd for five solid yards while the ball soars over their head and the ref's just like, just stand there. It's like, nope, nope. Just yeah, didn't call anything. Just their face holding. masks are touching. They're like locked yeah. together. And then if you look at the backside, because there's a Mizzou photographer had a really good photo of the backside. He's got Luther's arm locked. He literally yeah. has Luther like trapped See, like this. So his arm is. It, it was my. It was mind numbing. Where where I was confused on that is why didn't Drink challenge it? Why didn't they review it? Because we learned after Georgia <laughs> that the you can just ask for that challenge. I, I guess that's that's not how it works uh, in the black and gold. We've got to reiterate your, uh, your point here, Case, as far as not finishing drives. Harrison Mevis, we had the I had the little soundboard last year, made the little money, you know, sound when he uh, when we talked about him. Drink brought up that nickname, Money Mevis. We called him that last year on the pod. His four field goals: twenty-two yards, thirty-eight yards, twenty-four yards, thirty yards. Those are, I mean, like, that is insane for four field goals right there that close. Yeah. You know, when, you, you take two of them away and finish drives, there's eight more points. 100%. And then you're, you're looking at a 41-31 win. You take all four of those, well, there's 16 more points. You know, I mean, uh, ifs, cans, and butts and all that stuff, you know. But uh, it's just this is the game. If you have been a Mizzou fan for the last 10 years, this is the game Mizzou loses 99 out of 100 times. Yep. Uh, this team is different. What I was worried about going in, going into the game, you know, Cody Schrader going on Pat McAfee show, great, great. He deserves it, deserves that exposure. But there's a lot of tension on – a lot of talk throughout the week that carried over after the Tennessee game. You know, a lot of a lot of looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, you had senior night. You had the number nine ranking, you know, top ten ranking, highest ranking ever for Mizzou in the new playoff system in those rankings. So there was everything to distract them away from the football game that was at hand. And it felt like, you know, if, if you had to grade – the games, efforts on both sides. I mean, I got to give Florida with everything they were dealing with and what what they were facing, you know, maybe an A minus. It'd almost be an A plus if it wasn't for their turnovers. That was Um, that was at best a low B for Mizzou. Well, I don't think Mizzou's effort wasn't there. It just y'all y'all ever have one of those days where you wake up and you're not trying to like half-ass anything, but you just keep effing up everything. You spill your coffee, you, you know, you 
mess up at work six years <laughs> but you know yeah but you know what i mean like you just have a day like i have a day at work where i work and i'm a liquor salesman and you know i'll be minding my own business doing what i can i just turn i just knock a ball off the shelf and i gotta mop, mop up a broken bottle of you know whiskey you know what i'm saying and it's just one of those days everything goes against you that's what it felt like for mizzou yesterday they were given 110 percent. those boys fight i mean obviously they were fighting they fought away at the very end it, it seemed like the things didn't really start going their way to that very final drive when it got to fourth and 18 before the football gods are finally like, here you go. You're, you're back, you know, restored. But I do want to say, and I wanted to mention this about Florida, is um, you're right. Their coach has been talking about being in the hot seat. I feel like we've been talking about that since they hired him. They just it never seemed like a great fit. Man, I don't think that's the right move. He has got some dudes, but he's also got a lot. He had to take a lot of uh, G5 transfers with him because a lot of guys left, you know, when Mullen left. And uh, I don't think he's doing a poor job at all. Hell, that fresh, true freshman quarterback came in and played better, maybe maybe better than Hurt Mertz did. So, man, I just. I would. I mean, we're not playing Florida next year, but I'd watch out for them going forward. I think they're going to be a little bit of a problem. I mean, they were very balanced, and I mean, even if you take half of those explosive plays away, that Florida, I'm not going to say it was uncharacteristic the way our defense played because we've seen you know some of those explosive plays we saw it against K State, um, we've seen it a couple of times against Georgia, LSU, of course. It's like the best offense in the country, mm-hmm. but that I mean, it, it was almost a straw that broke her back, and so the fact that I mean, very, very balanced attack as far as, you know, rushing yards and passing yards from Mertz and, you know, the backup quarterback and ETN and all those guys. They they got tons of weapons and credit to them. I don't, I, me personally, I don't think I gave them enough credit. Uh, I don't I think wanna, any of us did. I didn't. I don't think any Mizzou podcasters fans did because, buddy, I, th- I, I even tweeted during the game about this because I listened to every Mizzou podcast comes out on you know, my driving and Everyone was like, blowout, blowout, not a chance, not a chance, not a chance, blowout. Not, no one, no one really gave Florida the time of day. No, and you're exactly right. And, you know, we even went as far as to looking into, you know, how many sack yards they give up and where they, where they sit in those rankings. We only had two sacks. Now we had seven Mm -hmm. or seven and a half tackles for loss, but still, I don't, you know, Mertz, I think he's a lot better running. And and unfortunately, I ended up getting him injured. Um, But golly. Great play. Yeah, cool. Um, All props took, to him in the world. Took Hicks and Rake Straw out with him, uh, you know, for there for a few plays. But holy cow, man, the fact that – do you guys think it was that play or do you think it was the uh, the follow-up hit uh, that, that broke the collarbone? I think it was that play because I feel like the adrenaline was so amped up after that play he made that yeah. he didn't notice how bad he was hurt. Or I guess I, I should say the follow-up hit, not, you know, because he split Hicks. Yeah, and, I think it was definitely that split play. And then the adrenaline wore off in the next play. And he's like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm bad and bad. You watched the way his shoulder on the side that Hicks hit him. And man, like, there's a lot of movement in there that did yeah. not just look natural. Uh, I'm getting an echo on myself here. I don't know if it's coming across that way on y'all, but. Um, Sound good in our side, Skeet. You know, like, how good is it that we, you know, at, at best, a low B, and we got one of Florida's one of their best games this year and we still come out with the win. Yeah. Like that, that speaks to this team and where we are as a program this year right now. Uh, what coach Drinkwitz has done since he, he came in, you know, if you told the three of us 
even though I gave the prediction of 11 and one at the beginning of the season. But if you told us in August, we'd be sitting here nine and two going in to face uh, Arkansas, <laughs> you know, and I don't know, would y'all, what would y'all say to somebody if they, if they told you that you can go put your money on it or you think it's too far fetched to even put money on it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot, a lot of the fan base was you're either one side or the other. You're, you're believing that, you know, we're, you're we're on the um, on the belief of okay yeah maybe eight and four as the floor ten and two eleven and one as the ceiling or you're on the opposite and you're like okay drink's gonna go five hundred again this year he's gonna get canned and we're gonna start you know clean slate kind of deal but man what a season um that's another thing you and I were talking about Skeeter you know pre uh pre recording was you know we can break these break these games down all all we want but when it boils down to it man we're we're nine and two we're having a great season and i tend to overlook you know some of the some of the little minor mistakes that we make when uh you know winning cures all and so an ugly win is a lot sexier than a pretty loss yep yep uh go ahead i was gonna say and also just like you know, we've had some good seasons, you know, in the last decade or so, but they kind of got a little far between. So it's one of those things where you take an ugly loss here and there because, man, winning is it, this is special. It's a special yeah. season, and we are still on track to do something special. Uh, no doubt. If we had, you know, lost last night or if we lose next week, that does come off the table, and you're sitting more like, you know, your standard nine-win bowl game, which is good, and winning that would be... It, it, I mean, guys, it, it, hell, you go back to what you said, Skeeter, but if you told me, you know that, if you just told me that you hit a button right now and they go seven and uh, seven and five, eight and five with the bowl win, hit that button right now, I would have hit it. I would have completely hit that button and foregone what we actually got because, to me, the next step was just winning a damn bowl game. We haven't won a bowl game since I was 22 years old. That's crazy. So you're in your thirties now. I'm in my thirties. I'm 31 now. Um, so we've got a chance to not only win a bowl game this year, but to go to a big time bowl game. The kind of bowl games you hang a banner for in the indoor facility. You know what I mean? Like the kind of bowl games that you wear that t-shirt for the next decade or until the graphic comes off. So yeah, there is still a lot in front of us, and it's. I'm. What I'm trying to get. I'm sorry. I was around it very roundabout. Soak this in. Soak this in. Hopefully, we do this every year from now on out. It don't mean nothing anymore. This is the first time, and these kind of seasons don't come often or enough, I should say. So, really, just, yeah, we got to enjoy this. Even the weird, you almost lost to a bad Florida team, which you came back and beat about a field goal games. Well, I mean, you got to remember, it's our, we just played our ninth Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a long season, guys. And Arkansas, get one for every finger. Exactly. We still got uh, two more two more Super Bowls to play, one of which we know the opponent, and the other one we don't know quite yet. So, but everybody's doing great so far. You know, just keep the uh, keep the Super Bowl attendance and momentum going, and we'll who knows who knows where we'll end up, right? And and for anybody really stuck on negative after that game, uh, look at Auburn yesterday. Uh, mm. You know, they, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even remember who beat them. Yeah, like was it? I don't New Mexico even State. We, New Mexico we, State. Yes. We destroyed them last year. We played them last year. Okay. Yeah. So we beat the hell out of them. It was like 12 degrees, like, too. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, it was a very cold game. Auburn's not the number 10 team in the country or number nine, you know, but still, like, that's 
that's how easy and how fragile these games are and how hard these wins are to come by because any given week, you know, you're getting that other team's the best shot. And we have a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. Had a lot to play for going on last night, you know, and Florida had a lot to play for for them, obviously, from the effort that they gave. So all, all it takes is, you know, you get first two or three games of the year, uh, Mevis. And like I say, I don't know if it was necessarily Mevis. It may have been timing off snapper and holder, but, you know, you get that. I don't know that we win that game yesterday. Yeah. You know, I don't know that we make four field goals in the game. He's on a kicking streak right now, which I know we're not supposed to say, but we're not technically announcers, so we can say it. But I think he's up. It's hard to get him close to 20 now, I think, in a row that he's made. Uh, So, you know, just everything's rounding in. I was was getting emotional listening – to the Mizzou pregame, Mike Kelly, and then they swapped it over to the public address announcer on senior night when they were giving those guys nods and just thinking about these guys and the commitment and buying in that they did and everything that they put on the line and seeing the results. Like, you know, and into the week, all the videos the school was putting out, like, I don't imagine what the team felt. You know, I I would have thought that they would have came out with their hair on fire. Maybe they were caught looking at too many other things. But, you know, it we cannot say enough about the 27 men that they honored last night before the game and the rest of the team. And, you know, how one thing, somebody's not getting enough credit, Makai Miller, since he's come back from injury, he ain't lighting the world on fire with them stats. But, man, that Miller time. It's hitting right. Yeah, there some big time catches that uh, you know, Mr. Miller. We interviewed on this uh, for those who may have joined the podcast, listening a little late. You can go back and listen to our interview with uh, Mr. Miller, who we need to get back on. By the way, better uh, audio like quality. Very, he's you know a little bit better audio quality interview this time. But uh, a Greg Miller man, and Joe Carter podcast. That'd be crazy. Hell, the guys that kick <laughs> us off take us over. That's right. <laughs> they better show us. But man, I mean, Makai's he does make some big catches, man. Like he, I almost feel like he's taken the role of uh, Bear Bannister. You know, just not not necessarily Captain Third Down, but like there's been a lot of of clutch. plays. Yes, he's, very clutch, clutch as hell. He really is. And that was, you know, the Luther play was obviously huge because it's the one that converted, you know, fourth to first down, but. Then you have this, then another first down strike to Makai that stops the clock and gets up on the ball, spike the ball. They run another one over to Mookie, and I mean the the way that Brady just kind of dink and dunked on that last on that last drive was just absolutely incredible. I mean, poised. I can only imagine the amount of pressure that he was feeling because you know he's a what redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior somewhere in there that is. <laughs> It's not necessarily his fault that they're in this position. I mean, maybe kind of, sort of, from some of the missed red zone opportunities. But you have, like Skeeter just said, 27 seniors that you are with for probably seven, eight months out of the year that are your brothers and your teammates. And for him to buckle down and get it done is just absolutely incredible. So can we transition from a thought 
that to the next thing here is I want to talk about that very final drive to win the game. So Skeeter runs our Twitter account and he had a, a tweet on there about the poor timeout usage on that. Now he I didn't he say did, it was poor. I didn't say it was poor. What'd you say? What'd you say, Skeet? I said and we take our last time anyway. out there with a question mark. And then I said we have been out coached that's and out where you played got tonight. And that's not what I was expecting coming into senior night. The timeout. Okay, so I was going to make the outplayed and out coach tweet regardless. And the timeout happened as I pull up to tweet. So it's kind of like a play by play. Like, oh, and we're taking our last timeout here. And then so I gave my, my thought. Let's talk about that because I feel like conventional wisdom is, and I, and I think this is what Drink had planned when this started, was you you get down the field, you get down the field, you run it down, you call timeout, boom, last play of the game, field goal, right? That's not what happened. Um, so I don't, I get it, but when you get down to like that, you've got to have everyone on the same page in the play. So you almost, I, I feel like calling timeout there is is needed. I mean, we saw what happened. You can get the clock down there. Um, but that Skeeter wasn't the only one. I saw plenty of people. I talked to plenty that was, of people. That hey, was, was the first question to him in his presser. Yes. When he opened up for question, was the timeout. I was watching the game of buddies, and that was the first thing they said, too. And, I mean, as you look at it, first of all, the play worked. The dig play worked. I do think I think uh, the play was supposed to go to Weiss, and then uh, Burden got it instead. Um, the way that route was supposed to be ran, I think. They stacked on top of each other, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't... You, you've got to get the play. you got to get the correct play in, right? So I think the timeout is necessary there. Well, yeah, and you look back at a couple... What was that? The, uh, was that the Georgia or the LSU game where we threw... I think it was Georgia game where we threw multiple back shoulder, back shoulder fades to, mm-hmm. uh, to Theo. And it's like, you know, do you... Going into this potential two-minute drive situation to go down and win the game... You just want to be like, okay, here's like two plays we're going to run, and then we're going to maybe alternate, or we're just going to try and hit the same angle over and over, or all right, we're going to run these two plays if we get down here, timeout, and kind of reconvene. And I don't know, maybe drinks on to something. Maybe, you know, Kirby Moore's on to something with calling this timeout early, reconvening everybody. Cause then, you know, you go into a timeout. Yeah, of course, the D, if you don't call the timeout, rather, gives everybody an opportunity to substitute and gives coordinators a chance to look, you know, from the press box and whatnot, see what packages. But I mean, golly, if you're coming right out of a huddle, it's pretty, you know, kind of difficult for, you know, yeah. the defense to roll the dice and, and hope and pray that they have the, the proper coverage or personal package in there. So I don't know. He might <laughs> drink might be on something with that. Well, okay. So he, he did say the reason they took the timeout was because there was some confusion among the coaching staff on which play they were going to call. So, uh, you know, had they had they not had the confusion, I don't know that he uses the timeout there. Uh, it, you know, it thirty-eight seconds, not running clock, or the clock was stopped right then. That was really my only issue or question. Like, ah, is that really the? the best spot to take it. I understand the play and why they took it. I'm not saying it was a bad timeout. So don't burn me for that. I know. Don't burn me for that. I know, I know in the context of the tweet, how it came across, it probably wasn't the best. I'm not known for being the brightest, uh, especially at fitting 140 characters or less into a, uh, a paragraph and then pressing send. Uh, but 
to my credit, <laughs> the tweet before that, a walk-off winner by Harrison Mevis on senior night only sets up or is only the perfect setting. So I did call that before that happened, even though it wasn't technically a walk-off. But, you know, the the teams, I mean, really, Brady, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, like the checkdowns he did to Cody, I was like, this ain't going to cut it. We have not seen him that I can recall where we're losing under a minute and a half left, go down and get that. The Kansas State game, we were tied. I know a lot of people were saying, well, K-State. No, we were tied. So even if we don't get that field goal, we don't lose it as long as there's not a stupid turnover or something like that. So that was the first time he had to go earn a win that I can recall in the closing seconds of a game. And he stepped up. And that was one thing I wanted to touch on. It was senior night, but I think the guy that got the most out of that game was Brady Cook. Because let's go back to K-State pregame introductions. Student section boos Brady Cook when he's announced. The most epic picture of this season was taken last night after the game. Brady Cook standing in front of the student section with them all full celebrating him. We should have made that the background of this of this yeah. video. That, but I mean, you, you think about a, that full circle mm-hmm. of K-State booing to this. That was Brady's moment. Yes, it was senior night. Yes, it was nine wins of the season. But that was Brady's moment. Yeah. No, it was. And, I mean, I was, I was texting my dad. And my dad is uh, was, was being kind of hard on Brady the last couple of games. But as soon as that last drive was over, he was like, he was like, I, I, I think I ate my words because that was from that fourth down on. You're right. He was he was Captain Clutch. He was Tom Brady in his prime. He was Joe Montana in the 90s. Like he was just strikes cool as a cucumber. Great ball. So, yeah, I, it was he you're right. It's he went from, you know, getting booed there to being an absolute hero. And it's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see that. Part of me wonders too if they started, you know, hitting that underneath stuff because I mean, yeah, you can take a couple shots downfield and pray either for PI or which clearly was not getting called in this game. Exactly, well, not in this game. Um, you don't obviously want to commit a turnover at that point, but I mean, Florida did a really good job of keeping the lid on, you know, keeping the lid on that secondary. And there were a couple times with what with Theo Marquise. Um, that I can remember specifically that they were, I think Marquise got knocked down and Theo was sandwiched and got knocked down. So whether that's by design, by their safeties or, or just, you know, an accident, um, the, credit to them, man, that was, they, they did a really, really good job of keeping things underneath them. The almost incredible touchdown that wasn't, uh, from Luther, you go back and watch that and Marquise Johnson gets shoved to the ground and the guy tips it. And that's how, Yep. Uh, you know, Luther almost catches that ball. So, I mean, uh, but I did see times where I thought, oh, I hope they don't call that hold on us, you know. So, yeah. just officiating, I think it's to the point now, you just got to expect it's going to be terrible. Yep. It's not good. The only consistent is there is no consistent consistency from them. Uh, what's a penalty on one team or what's a penalty one week? Ain't gonna be the same next week. Uh, we've just got to accept it. It's both teams have to deal with it, so it is what it is on that. But man, 
nine and two, still two to play. If complete chaos happens over the next two weeks, possibility of three. I, I don't know about that. I don't. It, I don't. It would have so. to be completely chaotic. I don't really know how it could happen. I think Gabe DeArmond made a tweet about it earlier in the week. This, this, and this, and there's about twenty different things. But you know, your top ten going into rivalry week. That's a pretty special damn year. It is. It's also terrifying because they puts a little more target on our back for old Arkansas, but I guess we'll talk about the next episode. Let, let's, I mean, just think. Not only us, you know, saying, you saying, hey, I'm, I'm pressing the button buying in for seven and five regular season, eight win, you know, with the bowl. Where were we in preseason? Where where the national media, which I know we don't ever expect respect from them. We're getting it now. Yeah. With what Cody's doing and the rest of the team. But what I think only Vandy was picked below us. We were thirteen. Yeah, we were yeah. Yeah. We're our normal preseason spot, six in the east, blah blah blah. <laughs> it's a lazy it's a lazy prediction, but that's that's what the national media does is put us sixth every year and they mm-hmm. You know, shuffle shuffle the cards and put Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, uh, and ahead of us in some random order, and then try and justify it. But man, I hate. I know we're not an SEC podcast, it's a Mizzou podcast, but you start looking around the SEC and see teams with coaches that are getting upset and flustered, like Tucky after this weekend. And man, is it not like we're in a better position than what everyone thought we were, and doesn't it? It's like, going to do huge for recruiting this whole season. Yeah. I can tell you that. Absolutely. I mean, how good for Beamer and crew, but I am just uh, – I was honestly amazed that Kentucky couldn't take care of South Carolina. Yeah. Oh, question for you guys. Um, have we possibly discovered a uh, baby Chase Kaufman in Brett Northfleet? We very well may have. Holy hell. That kid can play, can't he? The kid is good, I, dude. I he said was it in last high week, school last year. <laughs> and he's out here hurtling people, and yeah. I mean that. It's it's such a shame that that penalty was that wiped you know, out committed that wiped out his touchdown because that was the most gorgeous play. Yeah, incredible design by Kirby Moore. I mean, just a phenomenal touchdown that you know when 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 a play like that gets wiped out, especially a touchdown, it's just such a momentum killer. And I feel like multiple times, you know, the crowd did a phenomenal job of. Not only responding to plays like that, you know, it's hard to to show your support, um, you know, when when the offense is on the field and you're not trying to, you know, blow out their eardrums and whatnot. But golly, when something like that happens and the place just erupts, it's oh, it's special. I tell you what, we need to uh, we need to sell out for every year. Let, every let's go back year. to that moment. I was getting ready to move on, but let's go back to that moment. You know. That drive, we scored two touchdowns and come away with three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's the ineligible player downfield, and then Luther's touchdown that gets reviewed and called back. Like that right there can be energy killer. It can like, like you can lose the team. The team can lose focus to what's going on, especially offensively. We didn't break like. We did not break this team. Like, I, I can't sing their praises enough. I know a lot of people are probably like, uh, you know, stop doing it. But, man, 
I can't get over with what they're doing this year and how they're going about doing it. You know, if if we case we tell you preseason nine and two, you're probably thinking <laughs> Sam Horn or Jake Garcia. That's a hell of a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or defense. You know, we're winning ball games seventeen uh, fourteen. No, that ain't. You know, this team is a complete team. The defense, you know, we saw yesterday with what we've been seeing a lot during the year of bad angles, not finishing tackles, bit them in the butt. But Big time. Yep. And it's, I will say this. I I want to touch on that defense a little bit because, you know, I know we had two two guys that, you know, Chuck Hicks has gotten a, a couple more um, games under his belt since he's been filling up for Chad Bailey, but – you know, Newsom having to fill the shoes of Hopper. I mean, Hopper's arguably first team all SEC. That just the way he's played. He, I think last year he had some, you know, all SEC honors um, in, in some aspect. I know he's on a preseason list or two this year. Um, just, I mean, an incredible player. And the fact that he didn't get to play yesterday, uh, not only against his know, old team, right? Not yeah. only breaks my heart because he's a senior against his old team, but Dad Gummit, man, that kid is special. And and he could have really, really helped us out. I think kind of put the lid on a couple of those explosive plays that went right up the gut or, you know, just off tackle. Um, but, you know, credit to those young guys. That's that's some great experience, especially hopefully Hopper's back, you know, for for Arkansas. Yep. But if he's not, uh, that that is a great game to uh, to get, you know, notched in your belt as far as experience goes, because. Florida's got some dudes, man. I, I, like I said, we all, I think all of Mizzou podcasters and, and X or Twitter account people, I think we all kind of looked over it a little bit. And um, it almost it almost bit us. Okay, close. Let's, I know a lot of people are going to talk crap on the defense this week or or talk about the negative of them. That last drive well, not, not the very last because Florida had the two plays there at the very last, but next to last drive, them holding them down for a field goal. Uh, you know, had had they given up seven instead of three, I don't know that we're sitting here talking about a win. Nope. Well, yeah, it was actually very well. I mean, they're going to run. They knew they are going to run. And you probably say to yourself, well, if you knew they are going to run, it's pretty easy to stop it. Yeah, you say that, but. They were running done it all night. Exactly. They, were, they didn't matter all night on that. Yeah, to get the two timeouts and then uh, I know this is ate a little bit by a bad handoff from their quarterback to their running back, but to get uh Intian pushed out of bounds as opposed to inbounds and saving that last timeout was insanely crucial. So it really as rough as they played, that that last three play sequence there really did a huge, a huge bit for them to win the game. Absolutely. Is there, I mean, we could talk stats, but stats don't really tell the story of this game and, and what it means in this season. They're, they're numbers, and numbers don't lie, but the ball don't lie, as Cole said, as he said last night in our, in our text message. So uh, is there anything else? I mean, like, you know, I, I think one thing to go ahead and add to the recap on football, you see the effects of this already today with in-state uh, linemen out of Nevada that had already been committed to Coach Prime in Colorado. And, boy, how the wheels have fell off there. You think about week three 
They have college yeah, really. game day, big noon kickoff, the Fox. Oh, they were like show. 12th of the nation, weren't they? 19th. Yeah. They were up there. So uh, give Sanders the Heisman running away with it. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, give coach prime coach of the year, you know, but all that momentum. And they had a Missouri guy that's just a three star, but he's the top five center in the class coming out this year for high school recruits. He flips today his commitment from Colorado to Mizzou. You know, you, you get you start winning these recruiting battles a little bit easier when it comes to that. So you you see wins like this, you see, you know, the players seeing a coach celebrate and the team bought in and the team the underclassmen carrying the seniors off with their rocks. Hey, I want to be a part of that. I'm from Missouri. I want some of that success. Did you guys see what he, after he committed, you see he changed his profile picture on Twitter? I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. Did you see it, Skeeter? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's a kid. It's one he's with, a kid yeah, with Truman. Him with Truman. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's awesome, man. That's what you love to see. It is cool. Uh, man, he's a three star, but I'll be honest. He's only a three star because he plays in Nevada, Missouri. I think coming from he a, could get a uh, well, I'm just saying, is I, I'm from Kearney who played Nevada. Actually, my high school played him on Saturday. Um, who won? Carney won thirty-five to zero. Okay. Um, <laughs> go <Christ>. dogs! <laughs> uh, but a lot of this, these class, you know, our class here, they they don't get a lot of respect from the national rankings, you know. Unless we're, unless you're a big St. Louis, Kansas City, or you know, Springfield school, they don't get a lot of love, dude. This he's, you know, he's already bigger than Tolson. Like he's yeah. bigger than our starting That's center nuts. right now. I'm I'm always saying this because. I feel like some people saw the three star and we're like, oh, okay. Now this this Chandler here, he's he's going to be a player and he's going to be a big piece of the O line. Mark my words, like this this was a big big get by this team. Don't yeah. don't the three star fool you. Is what I'm saying that, that you bring up a great point about it being just Nevada, Missouri. Anybody that is familiar with Nevada, Missouri knows what kind of place it is. And if you're unfamiliar, um, you haven't heard of it for a reason. Let's let's just leave it at that. But securing a commitment from a kid like that who, you know, grew up a Tiger fan, was making trips to Como with his family and things of that nature. That's huge to land those kids because, you know, they get a couple other out-of-state offers and maybe Mizzou hasn't looked at them yet. Well, they're trying to go play D1 ball somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, you bring, again, you make up another great point about it being a small-town kid. One kid that I'm really keeping my eye on, and it's way far out, but Jackson Cantwell out of Nixa, he's that kid. He's like 6'8 and 300 pounds. He's like a sophomore in high school, just insane. But that is the kind – those, you know, country boys. We need to win those. Yes, those rural country those game kids. changers. You if need those kids on, on the O-line. I'm with if you. If you're not sure goal. where Nevada, Missouri is, uh, if you look on your uh, map – find i-49 running from joplin to kansas city then you find highway 54 running east and west and where 54 goes in to 49 there's nevada missouri so uh it's it was a local i mean they were in the district with my hometown school so uh shout out seneca they they went down to ava undefeated ava and beat them 56 to 8 and Maryville lost in their side of the bracket. So 
fingers crossed there. Indians haven't won a state championship since 1996, and I'm ready for another one. But did we just go full like max preps or or what? Hey, or, hey. <laughs> high school football at this point. <laughs> hey, when full high school when you're football. in the semis, when you're getting to the semis, and your guys are still in it, you got to give them a shout out, right? Uh, I guess so. I, I wouldn't know, but that's all right. <laughs> all my boys, I guess. I, since we're shouting out, shout out Southern Boone. There you go. Well, let's go ahead and go into another Mizzou win uh, wrestling. We've, we've touched on it and talked about how we, you know, we enjoy the sport, the commitment these guys make and the effort that they put into their body. I don't know if there's another athlete out there like them. I mean, the way they're made up, they're moxie. That's a different type animal. I'm not cut out for it, but. They take on number 21, Arizona State, in the Hearns Center today as we're recording this Sunday night and absolutely dominate the duel. Utter destruction. 39 to 6. And ASU's good. 39 to 6. Just complete, complete dismantling of them. I mean, and there were some. Love to see it. There were some incredible moves that um, that were displayed by you know Mizzou wrestlers uh, Noah Noah certain that that Gator roll or or mixer whatever kind of move that you guys want to call it was absolutely incredible and shout out to him too because he killed a dandy of a buck uh, last weekend while they were. Uh, I guess had a little bit of downtime. So him and I've been kind of talking back and forth, but I want to give him a shout out because he got done, man. And that's what obviously this podcast is all about. So we love to, uh, we love to see these student athletes out there enjoying other things other than the, the sport they play. So shout we out to love talking wins. We definitely love talking wins. That's right. Talking wins. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I feel like this bodes well with my preseason prediction. Hey, you called, Ace, you called for a natty. Uh, ASU's I mean, a good team, and we did just beat them. Like I thought we'd beat ASU, but I thought it'd be a lot closer than that. Yeah, no, that I was – I mean, we destroyed them. So, Missouri Wrestling, shout out. We we only lose two matches. Uh, I'm not going to call out guys' names because I don't want to talk – like make it sound like we're picking on them. Uh, that might be all world uh, – one of them was in the 149 going against number three wrestler in that class. That's a tough matchup. Uh, but, you know, just <laughs> Keegan O'Toole, again, you know, Cole, you show me the, the highlight of that. I thought there was a glitch in that video because he's on this side of the mat and the guy over here, then all of a sudden it's – and Keegan and he, is over here. Like, and he went under – you know what I mean? The duck, That duck move was insane. I'm saying – It looks sped up. You know that kind of kind of speed and twitch. Maybe get him to drink with some try nose tackle. I know he's not very big, but he could blow past that center. He see that ball twitch. He is gone. <laughs> That's uh, you know, there's elite level athletes, and then there's Olympians, and he is an Olympian. I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, he's gonna carry that Mizzou banner for many years after leaving in the Hearn Center. He is. So, uh, I don't even have their schedule pulled up in front of me, but... Oklahoma's next. Oklahoma, okay. 
yeah, definitely want to beat them because then I'll be able to go to work and, and talk that smack. And then I'm sure they'll they'll make every excuse in the book for it. You know, well, it's just a bunch of guys getting hot and sweaty and rubbing around in leotards. But hey, it's a man sport for sure. <laughs> I mean, you you ain't going out there being a wimp. And I know there's women that, that is- wrestle. I'm not getting on the mat with them because they kick my butt. I mean, I'm sorry, but and I I only did a year of wrestling in high school. I'll tell you what, that is the hardest sport to play to be in. Holy hell, the the shape you have to be in to be a wrestler. Yeah, it's it's next level. Hell, I was listening to a podcast with The Rock on it today, and he tried he tried like amateur wrestling in high school, and he gave up. It was too much for him. I was like this this is just too much for me. So That's it's a professional wrestling. <laughs> Well, big win there. So, I mean, that's two Mizzou programs in the top 10 in their sports nationally. That's uh, that's pretty awesome to be Mizzou Tiger right now. And I guess <laughs> we've got to talk it. Basketball. Uh, you know, we, we there's some offseason hype about potentially, and it was – it was more of with what Dennis Gates did with last year's roster. Uh, it was unexpected, caught everybody off guard, so it raised expectations. A lot of people have not turned their attention to basketball yet because of the success on the football field. But, boy, they, they better get this turned around or when football season does come to an end, there's going to be some unhappy Tiger fans. But going into the week, had three games. Uh I did a little quick touch-up midweek report on the audio form, updating Monday's game over Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Cole, you asked for a 40-point win. Didn't get it. Got 18. Mm. Noah Carter, uh, that was his birthday game. And that was a close game, first half. Noah started shooting them threes, knocking them down, and and we pulled away and kind of ran away from there. Uh, Then you get to – was it it was Thursday night, right? Yep. Okay, we go to, to Minnesota. We gave real in-depth conversation about Minnesota. I mean, we had the Golden Gophers <laughs> down. Had them you figured out. Find, you will not find a more in-depth uh, analysis of an opponent than what we gave <laughs> on the preview of that episode. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I was in Florida doing – sister-in-law got married. Congratulations to them. Uh, now they get to know the problems all of us have. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, I went to bed. Tigers down by 20. Wake up Friday morning. Not even thinking basketball game. It's a loss in my mind. Go through scrolling Twitter, X, whatever you want to say. Tigers win by two. So kind of opposite of how I went to bed against Memphis the week before. Uh did y'all stay up watch it all the way through? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll it let was. Y'all take it. Yeah, Case, you go ahead because it was. I I didn't catch the first half, but caught majority of the second. Uh, it's one of those games where it just felt like we couldn't. First of all, they came out hair on fire. Uh, Minnesota did. I mean, that that we we weren't even shooting poorly. They were just. They made their first six threes, and they were shooting them early and often. They just. They, I think they made their first. They were like eight for eight for the first eight bat, first eight shots. So they were they yeah, came out. At one point, just, I think they were shooting like seventy something percent from the field. Absolutely which is nuts. Um, 
we went in we went in only down I'm sorry, I can't remember. We weren't we weren't we actually kept it a pretty fairly close game, which is impressive because they they outplayed us by a wide margin in the first half. Uh came out second, things didn't really get better. They came out pretty hot in the second half. Around the eleven minute mark, we were down twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, eleven and a half minutes left, down twenty. And I'll be honest, I was I didn't turn the game off, but like I was like, well, I could probably, you know, go dink around with something in the house and you know mess around and don't get my full attention. And then I, I can, you know, you can hear like the TV in the background and like the pitch of voice changes when the stuff's happening. So I, I wander back in there and we've cut it down to like a, a five or six point game. Uh, and then from that point forward, man, I think Minnesota only shot like 14% down the stretch. Yeah. Like they, they couldn't, the, well, I think it was 31 to nine or 31 to 11, right? Yep. 31 That's nine. Right. To win the they game had, was 31 nine. They had turnovers, yeah. right? Too. Like they got turnovers, bad shots. They forgot how to run their offense, and credit to our team, they did not. They, they could have given up, but it was down twenty in there and been like, "It's ball game, boys." Uh, but they fought all the way through, made some big shots. Uh, Nick Honor absolutely got NBA Jam hot there for a moment, where he was like three steal, three uh, rebound, two. You know what I mean? Like he went on a up and down the court where he was just all world, and. Um, Man, that that play at the very end for Sean East was chef's kiss. Perfectly ran play, executed, gets to the basket to two. So, I mean, you know, it's not like a fully well-executed game, but they, they pulled it out. It they, took it, – it's difficult because we're, we're recording this Sunday, so. We, we have watched Sunday's game. Yeah, we've all watched it. Uh, it's – given the tone of my voice. And that's what makes it difficult because you look back at that game and you're like, okay, there, you know, maybe the Memphis game was a fluke. But dadgummit, man, that everything positive from that Minnesota victory, it's tough. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say it's wiped out um, because I think we win that game nine out of ten times against, you know, Jackson State. But holy smokes. It sure does hurt. Story on that game is what? Just turnovers, bad shooting, turnovers again? Uh, Thanking the name on the jersey is going to win you the ball game over the name of the opponent. Uh, I mean, Grill finally got hot. That's that's something we were waiting for. He's shooting 50% from three. He's damn near the only one. Yeah, and but everybody else. You wonder, like, uh, did Coach Gates – Tell them when they got on the plane when they were celebrating after the Minnesota win. Hey, you guys watch that Minnesota tape, and I want you to play like them. Well, the guys just they saw the second half Minnesota. You know, the, the eleven and a half minutes ago, they they forgot the first half highlights mm-hmm. uh, because how Minnesota played to close out that game was how we played tonight against Jackson State. And you know, basketball is that funny sport where. You see these small schools jump up and, and beat the bigger schools. It happens a lot more often. It's a lot easier to equal talent on five on five than it is eleven on eleven. Uh, and given the whole scholarship situation, but uh, you know, it's it's making shots. It's being disciplined. It's <laughs> but I don't know that I'm in full panic mode yet because. I don't know that Coach Gates knows 
his rotation yet. Every time you, you turn it over to a Mizzou basketball game right now, it's a different five guys out there. Mm-hmm. It's a different different sub package coming in. So this coaching staff is still trying to figure out what they have. It's a long season. Uh, obviously, I don't see we're getting in the top four of the SEC tournament, getting that you know double bye. But let let's not fully jump off the bridge and say fire Dennis Gates, you know, fool's gold last year, all that crap, because what he's building and recruiting uh, coming in and the minutes he's given these true freshmen, I'll, I want to talk about that a little bit because he's got three true freshmen that are getting some pretty serious playing minutes uh, and, and moments. I think two of the three were on the floor for the final uh, 30 seconds there, but, um, you know, this team, you're going to get these waves. And when you, when you're playing this many guys, it's going to be hard to find that consistency right now. Let's check back in maybe after January, after like new year, six bowls are wrapped up and see what, <laughs> well, don't jinx there. We got to make that bowl first, but Hey, I, I didn't, I didn't say anything about, us and New Year's Six. I mean, NY Six in general for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But let's wait until football season's dwindling down and see where this this team is. That don't mean turn your attention off of them. Still watch them, but you know, don't set your expectations for the whole season based off tonight. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. I I was gonna say this is the last thing I'm gonna say on it just because it's it's too early for me. This is really the first game that we've seen. Um, Dennis Gates, you know, Coach Gates have like this. So I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into it yet. If this was a repeated thing that we'd seen multiple times, you know, it may get close. It's it's college basketball. Of course, these games, some of these games are going to be close. But, you know, if two-thirds of our games last year were like this and ended with these nail biters and, you know, just – maybe poor execution or coaching decisions or whatever. What I'm saying is this is kind of the first time we're seeing it. So I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. My only thing when I was like watching the Minnesota game the other night was like this coaching staff could kind of use coach Martin as an assistant, just on the defensive side, (laughs) like (laughs) defense, they give up some open looks and, and you, you get that playing the young guys playing the rotation like nobody's setting a spot yet i don't feel like aside from shawnee snick on or noah carter uh that's probably going to lead your your top three in playing minutes every every night as long as they're healthy but uh just give them time give them gel hell you don't even have tournaments until march so they've got time to get it figured out yeah so, anything else we need to talk on recap? That's it. That's it for me. And we kept it under an hour. Yeah. All right. So, big wins. Uh, sour way to finish the week with the basketball game, but man, can't can't say enough for what that win over Florida uh, Saturday night and fro means and. Who knows, we might be looking back in history someday and talking about that. So y'all have a great week. We will be out 
earlier this week with the preview episode because we have a Friday game, uh, Black Friday. We roasting some hogs, so we'll be back with y'all soon. M I Z C O U. Go Tigers. Y'all take care. <laughs>